0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 412 Podcast, a podcast of FBC Mustang. Today, we are continuing our interviews from Albany and that mission trip. So this is part two, and I'm your host, Lauren Kraut, and with me is our co-host and associate pastor, Jeremy Davis. Jeremy, have you finished your Christmas shopping yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to check with my wife, Chelsea, to see if I have finished all of my Christmas shopping. Uh, I'm going to guess that I have not. But Christmas uh, is right around the corner. Uh, and Thanksgiving is just a couple days away. So we're in that season.
0: Right. And, and right after Thanksgiving, we have a lot of wonderful uh, Christ-centered Christmas events coming up at our church. So make sure you are paying attention to the bulletin and the newsletter and checking for those dates and times.
1: So today we're going to be uh, cutting to an interview between me and Rob Martinez. And if you missed the last episode... Um, We spent about a week in October in Albany, New York, uh, doing a mission uh, trip and and working primarily with Redemption Hill Baptist Church in in the Colony area. Uh, Before we get into that interview, I want to give you a little bit of a background. Rob Martinez has been pastoring that church for about a year now, um, and it's really, it's considered a replant. Uh, He took a, a church that he had planted three years ago, uh, before all of the uh, COVID pandemic and, and all of that got going, uh, called City Rise, and there was a church, um, a church that was dying, uh, called Calvary Baptist Church, and and they actually merged those churches. Uh, Rob became the pastor of that church. They inherited a building, and he renamed it Redemption Hill, um, using some of some of the the branding uh, and logo from City Rise. Uh, but carrying the the uh, same concept as Calvary, uh, calling it Redemption Hill, and it was such an encouraging time to get to be there um, with with those believers and and those brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, see the work that 's going on and, and his love and his heart for the people of Albany. He is, uh, he's been very faithful in, in shepherding them um, and, and kind of bringing them to where they are now. Um, and the church is, is growing. Uh, they're getting healthier um, day by day, and he's, he's doing a tremendous work there. I spent some time while we were on that trip uh, and just, just sat down and, and interviewed him. So we're going to cut to that interview that actually took place in Albany. Um, I hope you Enjoy. All right, I am here in Albany, New York with Pastor Rob Martinez of Redemption Hill Baptist Church uh, in the Colony area in, in Albany. Pastor Rob, welcome to the show. Hey man, good to be a part of it. Seriously, this yeah. is exciting. <laughs> we're, we're, we're glad to have you here. This is our first uh, remote on-site recording for the podcast, so I know all of our, our listeners are excited about that. I know I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to be here in Albany. So uh, before we jump in, uh, just give us a little bit of a, a brief background on yourself, and, and where do you come from, and how did you end up here in Albany?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, from upstate New York, uh, for the most part, grew up in Texas as a young kid, but uh came up here when my uh, parents separated, uh, about the age of 16, but I uh, got saved up here in upstate New York, um, around, uh, 2000 and, um, went to Bible college, thought I would never come back to New York <laughs> and, uh, the Lord worked it to where I was back in New York soon, yeah. uh, after my wife and I got married. And uh, so, yeah, I've been in ministry for a little over uh, 12 years now. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. But you, you mean to tell a story about the Redemption Hill? or Yeah, yeah. And, okay.
1: and before we get there, you have some Oklahoma ties yeah. as well. How, yes. how are
2: you connected to the west side of Oklahoma City? Yeah, so Oklahoma is definitely a little bit more of my stopping grounds as a kid. So I, grew, I, said, I mentioned Texas, but back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas, because okay. my dad, um, all his family is in Oklahoma, uh, I pretty much... Um, uh, as a kid we got pictures from Easter and Mustang. Yeah. So, you know, as little kids. That's amazing. Uh, you know, Mustang, Oklahoma. I got family there. Most of his family's there. So as kids we would always go back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas. Okay. Her family, my mom's family was from Texas, so that's why okay. we were going back and forth. But I mean, um lived in Lawton, Oklahoma, Moore, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City a little bit, Mustang, Oklahoma, Minko, Oklahoma. And um uh, maybe a few others in there. Oh, Lake Euf- Eufala. Okay, I grew up catching some cat on Lake Eufala. Okay, so very good. <laughs> yeah. So, so you you know where,
1: where yeah. we're coming from. Yeah, that's, that's great. Is my favorite and, state. Uh, and, yeah. the, and the listeners can't see this, but you you have the Minko Bulldog uh, tattooed <laughs> yeah, on your arm. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Did, so did, you did I show you that? Yeah, you <laughs> I can't if I did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, our first time we we met you, it's you literally where that's, it's from yep yeah it's amazing <laughs> that's amazing so all right, so tell us a little bit about redemption hill
2: uh how the church came yeah. to be um a yeah. little bit of the background, yeah so redemption hill um is actually the product of of a merge so we uh planted a church here in two thousand nineteen it was city rise uh city rise Baptist Church and um had partnered with a local church here called Calvary okay and um we were trying to just attach ourselves to a local church here while we were planting. Um, we were doing the monthly preview services, and during those other three weeks, we were attaching ourselves to this church, so um, they had uh, lost their pastor, and they began to ta- tap us on the shoulder, asking if we could kind of fill in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. We had a team of guys that could do so, so we started rotating in, Okay. and uh, soon thereafter, right around COVID time, um, after we launched, uh, you know, COVID happened, and then they began to tap us and ask us if we would merge, Yeah. and so... At first, we were kind of hesitant because you know shifting the momentum, momentum from a, a church plant to merge a merger mm-hmm. is kind of not you know something that you're really looking forward right. to. But, anyways, long story short, we end up doing it. And uh, Easter of 2021, and um, we changed our name to Redemption Hill. Yeah, uh, just for identity's sake, you know we we didn't want to have a split church as far as mentally, as far as Calvary versus City Rice. So right. We ended up bringing that name change idea and it was the best thing we've done. So Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, and uh you and I are connected or got connected through Sean Pierce and Sean yeah. Pierce is the pastor of River of Life Church in Guilderland, New York, and he is also uh, the DOM of the the Hudson Baptist Association that's right here. Um, so he's he's connected to a lot of the churches in the area. And uh, for those who don't know, he, he's actually the pastor that oversaw my ordination process, ordained me um, early in my ministry. Uh, so he's been a big influence on me. Uh, but but obviously a, an influence for you and now connecting us. Um, and, and it's amazing that, that yeah. we would have all these little connections from the west side of Oklahoma City to being here in Albany. Uh, in fact, your church, where we're sitting right now is... About three streets west yeah. or east of our uh, a home that we owned here in in Albany, which is just amazing. It's just the same neighborhood.
2: That's crazy, ain't it, man? Yeah,
1: it's a <laughs> very small world. Uh, we never crossed paths until now. Yeah. Um. So, so tell me, what 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 kind of ministry efforts are going on right now? How are you connecting to your neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, in this city.
2: So we're we're definitely doing a lot of. We're trying to bring a lot of the uh, because we became a merge overnight. Uh, we're trying to really bring as a, a church to health. Yeah. Um, trying to get to that healthy church status, at least, you know, um, at least where we can begin to uh, launch out uh, heavily into our community and, and begin to uh, reach out. We're already yeah. currently doing that in little sub, little, little, little small ways um, yeah. as we're going along, but we're really trying to bring some internal health yeah. um, as a merge. And uh, that's on the leadership level. Just even on the um, philosophical level, as far Mm -hmm. as preaching and teaching ministry, Um, and so that's kind of where we're at right now, to be honest with you. But uh, on the outreach, to answer your question, um, we've really uh, until well, we just pretty much picked up from where we left off with City Rise. We started with City Rise, as far as with the idea of gospel rhythms. Wherever you're at, wherever you're working, you live, you go out to shop, be a city missionary within that context, and just you know build relationships. Make the connection at some point with the gospel with these people, mm-hmm. very real connections. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to necessarily quickly invite people to church as we are to be the church on the right. streets and um kind of just go from that you know, really from what you see in the New Testament, just people just going out and just, you know, wherever the Lord sends them and right. you know, preaching the gospel and then uh and then eventually making those building those relationships off trust. You know these yeah. people more, you if you've, you've maybe had them at your house. And then began, and then at some point, making that connection with hey, inviting them to church, and then, and then coming seeing, uh, you know, the actual corporate side of church. So, yeah, that's great. Now, um, probably a lot of our listeners are not aware,
1: but Albany, New York is one of the most lost cities in the U.S., and, and as late as 2016, um, they were listed as one of the. Uh, most post-Christian cities in the U.S. Um, I believe is the verbiage that you used. Barna came out with some research currently. Where where is Albany on on that list? Uh, what what's yeah. the percentage
2: of evangelical Christians in in this area? The percentage. Uh, that's a good question. The actual positioning is. I know that um, as far as um, 2017 was, they were right at number one least Bible-minded city in America. Okay. Third per, third most post-Christian city in America. Okay. So that's actually shifted. Um it's still in the still in the top 10. Right. Uh but I believe it's shifted to number 6. Okay. Um and a lot of it is still like I said right here in the northeast. Um you got Rhode Island, you got uh, all these various uh cities, Syracuse, Buffalo, you got all these other ones that are kind of still within that top 10. Right. But Albany is I believe shifted to number 6. Okay. So I like to joke around a little bit, you know, we since we've planted a church, we've we've been able to change some statistics. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'll joke in aside. It has shifted, but it's still you know, one of the most post-Christian and um, it's, you feel it, you, 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 you you, you know, you minister. And and I actually love that because, you know, we were talking about it earlier, you know, uh, yesterday, I believe, you know, you go to the South and, and, you know, that context and you right away, you can, I mean, everybody's saved, you know, everybody everybody has some idea of the gospel. Sure. But up here, I mean, it's so, I think you mentioned it, it's so post-Christian, it's pre-Christian. Yep. And that's very true to the Northeast. Yeah. Very true. And so, we're ministering in that, and I love that because you don't have to get you know you you don't have to get somebody lost. They know they're lost, right? And they'll tell you why they're lost, yeah. And they don't really pull no right. punches about it, you know. Yeah. So it's really raw.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's very Old Testament where you you've got it's oh, very clear who God's people are. Yeah, and it's very clear who is not God's people. Right, um, very and, much so. And uh, it's it's a kind of a surreal place to be if if you've never uh, been out of a Christian culture a Christian context uh, and and lived and spent time in a place like this mm-hmm. it's it's a very different but um, at the same time it's it's neat to to be able to walk up to somebody and them not have any preconceived ideas about what yes. the church is or who God is uh, a lot of people who have never heard of Jesus never heard of the gospel never heard the right. redemption story have have no idea what that is. And uh, to be able to share that for the very first time, um, that's that's why a lot of times when, when we refer to our five years of being in Albany when we lived here, we really thought of ourselves as missionaries yes. uh, because that's absolutely what's going on up here, which is it's hard to believe that in the U.S., yeah um you know where where the great awakening took place uh and right here we're we're 30 minutes from some of the great awakening sites and some of the, the sites where the puritans were preaching hmm. uh and and right here we have missionaries that are going and and reaching people that have never heard of jesus before um yeah. and it's just it's an incredible so what in that kind of context uh with this being such a secular society what what uh what walls are you guys running into? How how are you being pushed back on? Uh, what what are the difficult things that you face uh, as a church?
2: Yeah, so you know, I think for us, you know, um, that's a good question. But I think for the most part, people—I forget who said this, but it's—I've I've kind of seen it a little bit. Um, a lot of a lot of statistics come out how America is pretty much post-religious. But I think they said something like, you know, there is actually um, the reality of people are some more spiritual. Yeah. Um, so it seems like wh- what I'm trying to say is a lot of people think that America is like, you know, New York or whatever is just post God. Yeah. Um, and, and it's true. It's very much true. Um, but at the same time, it seems like people are more s- open to spirituality, I guess you uh-huh. could say. So, um, uh, we kind of use that as an inroad, um, to, for, for gospel, uh, gospel conversations, right. things like gospel moments is what we call them. And, um, You know, as far as pushback, you know, one of the things I think if you're going in and you're trying to win somebody to Christ in five to ten minutes, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Yeah. But I think if you're if you're intentionally um, prayerfully. Building relationships with people mm-hmm. and just being very real with them on the yeah. front end and not trying to basically trying to get to a, a, a point where you're like, you know, trying to convert them. Yeah. They'll catch on to that right away. Yeah, um, And so and then the, that that roadblock is going to be set up or that pushback's going to happen. But I yeah. think if you're really just real with the people, you're still going to get it every now and then. But I think they're more more open to actually just having those conversations with you yeah. and also, um, you know, see less pushback. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I think we, we're not seeing so much pushback because we're really just trying to develop relationships with people, talk to them yeah. and, and their, in their world, but also at the same time, look for opportunities to just really be real with them about, about Christ, about the gospel. Yeah. And that looks so different for everybody. Um, but, I like to say at some point you have to make that conversation to the gospel with yeah. people. Right. And I think at that point you're really, be, that's where you start to see some of the um, pushback. Yeah. But it's really, it's, it's really not crazy or hardcore if you've pre led, led up to that moment with, yeah. you know, having them over to your house or spending time with them at lunch or taking them out to coffee or, or just running into them over and over and over again right. and just, just creating a, a, a great uh, moment rather than a, bad moment yeah. with them, you right. know, um, you know, and so I find myself pastoring people on the streets more than I do inside the building. And to yeah. me, that's actually where I think uh, a lot of the roadblocks are kind of tore down and the yeah. pushback is kind of uh, settled back a little bit, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. Um, so one thing that, that we learned as we we're leaving Albany and going back into more of a Christian context, uh, back into Oklahoma, is is we were reminded of how important Christian fellowship is, hmm. uh, because there's not a lot of fellowship that takes place up here. And and right, right now we're sitting. It's it's fall in in Albany, uh, and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful yeah. up here. It's one of the best times <laughs> to be be in this part of the country. Uh, but winter is quickly coming. Yeah, and winter uh, can last for several months. You'll have snow on the ground several months. Uh, right. It's a long period of time. It's cold. And there's not a lot of fellowship of any kind going on. There's not not a lot of spending time with other people. Everyone is shut up in their houses for the most part. Yeah. Uh, getting to work, getting home, shoveling snow. That's kind of kind of what you do. Just stay warm. Um, how is Christian fellowship so important uh, for you? Why why is it so important? Why do we need it as believers? And how do you try to continue Christian fellowship into the winter time uh, when when it is not something that is on the forefront of people's minds here culturally?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so so there's two questions there. I think uh the first one uh addressing um why is it important and how do we kind of keep that going. Uh I'll address the first part. The I think for me I was just preaching on this in Ephesians chapter four, verse uh, seventeen through twenty-four, um, talking about how um, you know, you know, the idea, the identity we have in Christ, right? The yeah. old man is gone, we're new man in Christ. Yeah. go to chapter two, verse fifteen, and you see that God is through the cross made two one breaking down the hostility and so i think under i was just talking about this on sunday i think if if our people understand who they are in christ yeah there's no way that you can actually untie the idea or the truth of 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 all of us as one new man right right um in christ in the body of christ and so understanding our identity causes us to fellowship more yeah because we're one Mm -hmm. right and so that that that's the point i was trying to drive at and so I think that's essential number 1 and I think as far as how to kind of keep that in the forefront of our people's minds as far as the essentiality or the importance of mm-hmm. fellowship yeah that, that's a that's a that's an ongoing struggle yeah. especially here in the northeast you, right. you hit it right on the head um people tend to what do they say one drop will keep a baptist away yeah. <laughs> one snowflake will keep a baptist away up here you know yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so people do become recluse people mm-hmm. do kind of come you know they isolate and you know I think you know part of that I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental thing or what, but you know, I think weather does have something to do with it. I think seasons right. have to do with it. Um, for me, the challenge is to again almost decentralize from a building, yeah, um, and actually cre- open it up to in people's minds to understand that hey, listen, you don't have to fellowship here. This right. is a part of it. Corporate worship is like imp- significant, yep. and it's a part of our who we are as believers, right? Yeah. But also look for ways to decentralize and fellowship with one another in your own homes, mm-hmm. um, get together. So you do have to come become creative in the in the winter time, right. A little bit, and some of that looks like just actually challenging people to get together outside of the building, yeah. But also keep preaching the importance of corporate worship, yeah, you know, because that's that's definitely at the heart of what we right. do here but we also look for ways to, um, decentralize and fellowship outside instead of, uh, so if you didn't have that, right. And everybody, everything was about the building, yeah, you know, um, it's going to get harder because people don't want to go outside of their home. Right. But if, if they, if they're developing relationships with another as the body of Christ, then they're able to create ways in which they want to be over to somebody's house or vice yeah. versa, you know? So yeah. that's kind of a one thought
1: yeah if there's if there were two things that I would want um, our team that is here with us on this trip to learn and for people back in oklahoma to to understand is is number one there are parts of our country that are very lost and need the gospel that'd be the first thing I want people to to see and understand uh, but the second thing is is that we cannot lose our sense of fellowship as believers and I think it 's really easy. Um, for us to let our schedules um, and our busy lives and, and other things to get in the way of us being with other believers. Uh, but we have to spend time with other believers. And I think uh, even even within the church here in the Northeast, it is so obvious yeah. that a lot of believers are not spending time together. And there's there's big fallout from that. There's, there's, yeah. there are consequences to be paid for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think fellowship is just so important. Something that we forget about. And I think yeah. in a, in a Christian context back in Oklahoma, um, we, we don't see that as often and we, mm-hmm. we kind of forget how important that is, but, but I hope that we will keep that on the forefront of our mind and, and, and just remember that this is important. Uh, that's how we encourage one another. It's how we build one another up. And that's how we, we push, uh, push back against culture in a lot of ways. Cause it's, 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 difficult to do it individually mm. um, and there's so few Christians in this part of the country it's really hard to stand up uh, for biblical morals when you're yeah. by yourself and and yeah. even when you do even when you stand strong you don't make a lot of ground by yourself mm. um, but when you have a group of believers that are in fellowship with one another working together uh, that, that are encouraging one another you can you can make change yeah. in your in your city in in your world um, and those things are really important So, um, you've been married for how long? 17 years now. 17 years to Michelle. Okay. How many kids do you have?
2: Uh, Four kids. Four kids. 17, four kids, yep. And they're all born and raised right here in New York. Yep. Uh, Well, actually, uh, one, uh, sorry, Titus was born in Amsterdam, New York. Okay. Uh, Valerie was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Joe was the same. And Sarah. new york okay so two to memphis two new yorks okay all right very <laughs> good and uh you are in seminary where are you at right now uh, southwestern yeah. southwestern fin- finalizing yeah. finalizing uh, you're finishing up what so so thankful
1: yeah, what what degree are you finishing uh, up? D man Yeah. Okay. Wrapping so that up soon. So the next next time uh, we're together, you will be Doctor Martinez. Uh, yeah, you can just call me
2: Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, right. maybe in the academic world, okay. that's what they do. But uh, <laughs> like, please don't call me Doctor. Okay. Yeah. Rob's good. <laughs> so uh, how can First Mustang be praying for Redemption yeah. Hill? Man, that's a great question, and I really do really appreciate you guys just being involved here. Um, that's that's a answer to prayer right there. It's just having uh, other brothers in Christ. Uh, partner with us in that way. So we yeah. appreciate that, number one. Um, but yeah, continue to pray, I guess, really for the internal structure, our internal health of our okay. church. And as we try to, um, in that merge process, bring our church to health, uh, yeah. you know, we're able to um, just be responsible with the gospel and preach yeah. it, you know, and uh, we are, like you guys want to understand, text-driven, we're about yeah. we the text, preaching the word of God, God has spoken, let him speak, yeah. you know, so yeah. <laughs> was what we're, it's where we are. Um So, pray for us that uh we just you know God continues to grow we we 're we 're last year right around forty something people we 're averaging about sixty something people this year, yeah. so we 're seeing some growth as far as numbers go uh, compared, you know that 's pretty small compared to the Church of Mustang, but yeah. you know what overall the body is huge right right god 's right. body is so big yeah it 's awesome but that 's uh, great anyways. Yeah, pray for us, just that internal health, but also the outreach. You mentioned the word missionary. We consider ourselves city missionaries. Yeah. And so uh, just pray for our, our, our efforts of mission uh, missionary outreach yeah. right here in a cold, cold, spiritually <laughs> cold world. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And at times physically cold. Yeah, yeah exactly. actually cold. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, one one thing that was really encouraging to me is walking into your sanctuary for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I know I know the people in Mustang will relate to this, uh our, our first Baptist Mustang family. And uh right there in the middle, very front of the stage mm-hmm. is the pulpit, uh prominent, um and, and on display. And it it says so much about the church when you walk in and see that pulpit right there, front mm-hmm. and center. Uh, this this church and, and Rob and our, our time together, it's been, uh, you guys are so Bible-focused, and I'm, we're so grateful for that because that is exactly how, how First Mustang is, and that's what we want to be known for is to mm. be a, a biblical um, Bible teaching, proclaiming church. Amen. Um, and, and if nothing else, we want people to know that, that we love the Bible and we Amen. teach the Bible. Um, and I, I think that is, uh, we, we certainly have found a, a like-minded group of people in that. And, uh, we're, we're so thankful for that. Well, Rob, thank you so much for being a part Absolutely. of the show. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. And, uh, thank you for letting us be uh, part of what's going on here in Albany. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. So grateful to have you. I
0: love hearing about the work that's going on in upstate New York and just the ways that we can see the Lord's faithfulness and the way that his church is growing. So thank you so much for that. And we want to wish everyone a happy and blessed Thanksgiving.